welcome back to Goonies World. I am Johnny Pharaoh, also known as Sean, and with me, as always, is Ryan, also known as Meanie. Hello. And, of course, our good friend Goonie, also known as Colin. Hey there. And we're back with part two of our adventures in space, 1889-999, when our heroes, Lady Detective, well, the Lady Detective Lady Henrietta Honey, and Archibald Riley, the physician and adventurer, uh, went to the moon, Luna, with Cyrus Grant, a crazy American inventor who invented a new ether propeller governor that would take ether flyers to the moon with great precision. Now, even though we've settled Mars and Venus, the moon remains a mystery. Only one explorer has gone there, uh, Dr. Vladimir Ilyich Tereshkova, who uh, was a Russian, obviously. And he had gone to the moon on a few expeditions, but never really returned from the last one. Cyrus Grant, your host, who flew you here, felt that there were great riches and diamonds on the moon through the spectrographs he had studied. So you came up here, but you uh, went to a glowing portion of the dark side of the moon and descended into a great glowing crevice. It was full of glowing fungus. And you've gone deeper and deeper into it, but... Because there was an atmosphere deep inside the moon, the ether propeller governor didn't work well anymore, and you tried to descend and stop yourselves with an airbag, but your ship crashed. And in exploring this strange lunar environment, you find the gravity's a little heavier down here in the interior of the moon. Not enough, not the same as Earth. You still feel bouncy, flouncy, and dancy. Uh, but you discovered uh, this glowing fungus, and... You have uh, discovered the remains of a Russian ether flyer. Must have been uh, Tereshkova's flyer. He's not here, of course. There were also several large boxes with the Remington Arms logo stenciled on them. So why would there be a bunch of uh, rifle crates here? No rifles. And I believe that uh, Lady Honey was uh, wounded on the buttock with some acidic uh, fungus during a climbing mishap. It was rather dreadful, fungi, I'm afraid. Yes, but where we left you, you had uh, decided it had been a very, very long day since you started in the train station when you met and uh, went to the moon, and uh, it was a long flight, uh, and, and you just had so much physical exertion, and all of you, after sharing a bit of tea, uh, decided to get a few hours of shut-eye. But it's a very rude awakening, and I imagine that it's not the first time Archibald Riley has heard the sound of a rifle being cocked, but that is how you wake up, and all of you look up into a dozen Remington carbines pointed down at you. It's not the carbines that you notice. It is these things that are holding the carbines. They are hideous creatures. Uh, they have six legs. Each one's maybe about five feet long, and their front parts tilted up about three feet off the lunar surface. And they're covered with this translucent, milky white exoskeleton. And their faces have two huge, saucer sized, multifaceted eyes. And they have long, vertical mouths. And of course, they're all holding these Remington breech loading carbines and pointing them at you. And they're making all these strange whines and clicking. Like, 
And they're, they're gesturing for you to throw down your arms. Now, it's possible maybe you could... If you have a dagger, you might be able to keep that secreted on your person somewhere if you're really sneaky. But what would you like to do? Do you want to give up? Uh, let yourselves uh, be placed at the mercy of these strange lunar creatures? Or do you wish to fight them with all you've got? And how many? They say there are 12? There's a dozen of them. Yeah. You know, um, I think I will swoon. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to moon swoon. Yep, and, uh, yep. um, and I'm going to at least uh, pretend to uh, go unconscious. Okay, okay. Yes, you uh, pretend to go unconscious. What about you, uh, Archibald Riley? Cyrus Grant looks to you for leadership. This is one of the reasons why he brought you. Well, uh, so my original intention was to, uh, I mean, I assume... When we were sleeping and stuff. I don't have like you know this this rifle and all this nonsense like strapped to my person. No, so but I, I think you probably have it pretty close though. Yes. Yeah. But my intention was to like stand up and put put up my hands. But then as I see that uh, Henrietta is beginning to swoon, then I'll, I'll reach down and sort of you know uh, catch her so that she doesn't fall. And then I'll say, uh, "Oh dear, look what you've done to poor Miss Honey." Yes, you monsters, you you dirty monsters, says Cyrus Grant. Listen, they got us outnumbered. What do you think we ought to do? I don't know, boy. I suppose we should... Well, I can't understand a thing they're saying, unfortunately. We can't fight them all. Oh. I, I, well, I don't think we have much of a chance if we, if we were to attempt such a foolish endeavor. Um, we're doomed. Pardon me, uh, alien moon man. Do any of you speak the Queen's English? Now, while you're asking that, you said we established your weapons were laying nearby. I'm gonna these these they they go and they grab them all, pick them up, grab your packs, and they they don't answer you. Apparently, none of them understand the Queen's English, but they keep gesturing with their with their Remingtons in an aggressive fashion that you're to come with them. Well, Mr. Gray, I suppose we ought to just follow them, or or, or or are they going to sort of prod us ahead of them? Uh, No no need for prodding, no need for prodding, you damn dirty moon bugs, Uh, Grant says. Well, you know, in the interest of uh, interplanetary relations, maybe we ought to just uh, go along. I'm sure there's probably some Grand Poobah here or something we can... We can talk this out, although it's very unnerving to see them armed with good American weapons. Well, I assume they were provided by the Russian. Yeah. I assume we are being taken to, but I, well, we will soon find out. Well, I'd be happy to carry the little lady if, uh... No. Uh, no? I should oh, carry well, the lady. all right. I wouldn't want you to befoul her with your drunkenness. Hey, I haven't had a drink since we started, but maybe it's about time. He takes out a flask. Uh, down to the contents. Now, did either of you have a small enough weapon that uh, you think that you might be able to hide it, such as a, a knife or uh, something maybe smaller than a revolver? Does the lady have a little gun? I don't think so. Uh, no, she's only got the Hopkins thirty-two revolver. Yeah. 
Um, but, she, well, she does have this umbrella sword that's kind of disguised. Yeah, I, I could see that, totally. I would say you probably still have that. That's not the kind of thing that these 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 moon bugs, we'll call them, uh, really, you know, really know to look for. They know what a gun looks like, but yeah. uh, I'm going to probably assume that uh, Archibald Riley still has his knife at the very least. I, yeah, I was assuming that he probably has a knife. You know, he's probably, like, strapped in in his boot or something. Right, whereas his Colt revolver would probably have a holster or something and just be a little more obvious. Uh, but almost all de-armed, at least of your ranged weapons, and uh, these creatures march you along deeper into the moon, and they enter this great crack. I hope it's a good idea to go along peacefully, says Grant. Uh... But you enter into this uh, sequence of globular chambers, as if they were great bubbles at one point. Uh, in, in the rock, they're now filled with air. And there's all different kinds of glowing fungus. And the first thing you see is some of these creatures, they look like they're farming the fungus. Different colors of blue and gray fungus. And they're putting this fungus into carts, scraping it off the walls. Uh, your captors lead you past that and through another great chamber that you almost might think of as a nursery it almost looks like a beehive in here with great cells and inside the cells you can see these little tiny bodies moving around through a translucent covering and there's some big ones in here uh, opening one of these cells and taking out this squirming gooey little moon creature and ooing and awing over it and wiping it off and then of course you're marched out of that room and again there's more of these spherical caverns and you see a lot of these big ones that are bigger than the guys who captured you but they always seem like they're doing all the the menial labor the farming the taking care of children uh, you, they might be like big drone types to make an analogy with with earthly insects all of this cyrus grant does not shut up about as you uh march through the caverns but eventually you're pushed into uh, another cavern, a smaller, and you feel the moon bugs grabbing your arms, and they haven't tried to bind your arms yet, but they're trying to bind your arms behind you now. With lengths of cord, you want to let them do it. They almost seem like cloth cord. You're not even entirely unconvinced you could rip your way out but you could fight them at this point I will I will say before I go much further that the this final chamber that they brought you into uh, it actually is fitted out as a study in an office just like you might have uh, back on earth there's a desk and bookshelves and books and this torn comfortable leather couch and an orrery you know like a little mobile of the solar system that, that moves around and uh, different scientific apparatus and things like that. But yes, they are attempting to bind you. Do you wish to struggle? I don't, because I think um, I can get out with my umbrella sword later. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna also just sort of allow allow them to uh, tie me, and I will attempt at some point <laughs> to uh, discreetly retrieve my knife and, and yes. cut, uh, cut the bonds away. Well, once they seem satisfied that the three of you are uh, securely bound, at least your wrists behind your back, uh, 
again, something that does not feel like rope. It feels more like cloth, something that's been spun, something very light and silky. Through the back of this chamber, a figure enters, and this fellow has fried out white hair. It's very, very long. He has a huge, long beard. His fingernails are long and curved and yellowed and even blackened. And his mouth and his teeth are all stained bright blue and around his lips and his tongue, probably from eating that blue fungus that they're they're farming. And he's a greetings. He says, I Dr. Vladimir Ilyich Dershko. Welcome. Welcome to Luna. We were wondering what happened to you. I'm awake now, of course. Yes. Well, you don't know how happy I am to see you. You have no doubt stumbled across my ether flyer, yes? Oh, yes. Mm, yes, we quite uh, ra- ran into it and saw the boxes of the, um, that the rifles came in, you see. <laughs> well, yes, it must be obvious that I have been stranded here for some time. I'm not exactly sure how long I have been down here. One seems to lose track of time in this eternal glow. But uh, when I stumbled across these caverns for the first time, I was struck by the riches here. And he opens up a desk drawer and he pulls out this big cloth bag and dumps it out on the ground in front of you. Huge diamonds. Just immense diamonds. Doctor, or I keep calling him Dr. Grant. He has no official doctorate. Cyrus Grant looks over at the both of you and looks down at the diamonds, makes this little gesture with his eyes as if to say, that's the kind of diamond we need to fix our ether propeller governor. But he doesn't say anything out loud. Yes, so, of course, I had to return to Earth to get further supplies for the exploitation of these diamonds. And I also found that these uh, these new friends of mine, I call them Selenites, yes? Uh, yes, uh, they were unwilling to work for me. See, they were so frustrated. So, I decided I needed a little muscle. And on my last trip to Earth, I brought back these rifles you're so surprised by. And some of their custodians, as they call them, they have a caste system here, you see. And these custodians who have a natural wish to take care of the Selenites with, I convinced them that this was the way to do it. And so, with their help, I was able to convince the rest to help me harvest these diamonds. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm feeling quite hungry. And he opens up another desk drawer and he stuffs his face full of some of his blue fungus. You will grow to learn to like this over time, for you will be here for a very long time. I myself am going to take your ether flyer and go back to Earth with my diamonds. And I will leave you to make my explanations to the Selenites, yes? What do you plan on doing with us, Doctor? Well, you shall find out. But I am not going to kill you, as I say. I will leave you to make my apologies for me to the Selenites. Well, it seems to me, why wouldn't we do something more like all escape together? I mean, just leave these Selenites here and continue doing their farming of this fungus or whatnot. I have no wish to share my riches with the likes of Well, let me tell you something. How How long has it been since you've been on Earth? As I say, I've lost track of time. It must have been several years and um, you think that these diamonds are going to give you 
uh, wealth, is that it? Oh, of course, my lady. Of course, I would not expect a lady to know of such things. Well, I'll have you know... Oh? I'll have you know that diamonds are no no longer very valuable on Earth. It's after the discovery of the giant diamond mine in Africa, the darkest Africa, the diamonds are like um, just everywhere. There's flowing with diamonds. Yes, they're sold They're sold in uh, candy shops for a nickel apiece. Hmm. Well, I know that uh, Lady Henry had a, uh, is very eloquent. And I know that she's very theatrical. I don't know if you could try to convince him of that. Why don't you, uh, why don't you make a let's say an eloquence test. You need four or less. You even think, you can even get him to start thinking this might be plausible. Okay. So I roll four. No, you just roll one dice and get a four or less. Oh. Quick method of event resolution. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I got a five. Don't try to trick me with your feminine minds. I have. I am no longer a sexual creature. You have no. You hold no temptation for me with your big blue eyes. Well, sorry, old chap. I'm afraid it's, uh... Miss Honey is not, um... Pulling your leg, as it were. Um, I'm afraid that, uh... Diamonds are just not... Nearly so... Sought after as they once were. Like I say, they... Sell for, you know, a nickel apiece. (laughs) Even if what you say is true. I shall be made rich... Doing the lecture circuit. And by that time... You would be long dead. Take them away! He snaps his fingers and makes this gesture, and you're seized by by the dozen selenites, and you're dragged off to another cave and thrown into the dark, and you hear this uh, big door, which you recognize as being salvaged from an ether flyer, slam shut behind you, and you're, you're sitting there in the almost pitch dark. Well, maybe we should have fought him after all, said Grant. I don't think that would have ended well. You're probably right. But listen, if we, well, we could get our hands on those diamonds and get out of here, we could repair our flyer. But by the time we do that, that some bitch is going to repair our flyer himself and, and, and skedaddle. Well, for now, I'm going to relieve myself of these binds, not relieve myself in any other way. Just in case you've got any ideas. No, you, I, I, I don't know what would make you think such a thing. I'm a gentleman. But how are you going to do that? You're going to burst your bonds with strength? All you have is that little pretty parasol. Well, it's more than just a parasol, you see. I've come prepared for just this sort of thing. And I going to um, try to pull out the little sword. I'm assuming it just slides out like a sheath. Mm-hmm. Um, and then try to maneuver it with my fingers to uh, start uh, cutting through the cloth. Okay. What about you, oh. Archibald? Yeah. Um, I'm actually 
gonna let her do that and then ask her uh, when, when if she if she manages to get herself freed. Uh, would you mind, <laughs> my dear? Yeah, and you, pres- you. Yeah, she can get herself freed. Uh, you know, it's, it's not a matter of doing it in a hurry or anything. So she can take her time. She's able to free you and then Grant. And of course, it's still almost totally dark. But I'll let you sit plot. Well, that that uh, Russian fellow is quite mad, I, I believe. Yes, I think so. I, I don't assume that eating this fungus for years and years is particularly good for one's mental health. Yes, and another thought I had is, you know, the 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 um, relationship between Luna and lunacy. And oh, uh, yeah. if it makes people crazy on Earth, what do you think it's going to do on the surface of the moon itself? It's, it's the very source of madness. So, he's gone completely point. cuckoo. Yes, I suppose the m- Luna has driven him into lunacy, as you might say. You Quite no unfortunate. Like, you no like Dr. Tereskova, says a voice from the darkness. Who's there? There's like a scuttling sound, and then one of these Selenites walks, and he's in prison too, I guess. And he speaks the Queen, saying, You no like Tereskova, no like Doctor. He did not make a good impression, no. Well, it seems he seems to have um, sort of rather enslaved your people, I would think. This is why I hear I am Kachuk. Are you a... A rebel fighter. I am retainer of knowledge. And I at first helped Tereskova. He helped our people. He gave us improved technique for growing fungus and freeze drones to work in mines. But he forced drones to work in mines when we refuse. He bring powerful weapons give them to custodians. Now, many of them, many, how you say, 30 of them, have powerful weapon. Terry Scoven do what he like. I help him at first. I learn languages from his books. And I try to tell people it's not right to force labor in mines to take shiny rocks away and for this he put me here until I learned error of my ways well old chap I don't think that there is an error in your ways I think you're quite right indeed mm-hmm. quite right spot on but what can we do well, I don't really know. I'm sorry, could you... What did you say your name was? Chuck. Chuck. Do you mind if I call you Charles? Yeah, that is a good sound, yes. Call me Charles. Charles. <laughs> so, Cuck Charles, um... <laughs> uh... Surely you've got more knowledge of this place than we've than we have... Um, 
I don't know. I mean, we've marched through very quickly through the facility or whatever this is. And, um, so I don't know. I, I, I feel like perhaps you could be of great assistance to us, yes? If we could get out of here, then perhaps, for I have great influence among the drones. There are 150 of us here, by your reckoning, and 30 of them bullies for Tereskova. I feel the rest would rise up behind Kachuk. If only we could get out. Um, can I ask you, what does... What would happen to the mind of a human if he ate a fungus like um, the Russian has done? I have only known one human. Tereskova, very unstable. What happens when your people eat the fungus? It's real good. Oh, see, so it doesn't affect your uh, mental state at all? No. Well, they it are seems to have affected uh, um, Tereskova's. Blue is the best flavor. Mm, yes, whatever. Soon they will come to bring us food. Well, I don't want to eat that horrible looking blue nonsense. Fungus. Hmm, yes, um, and, um, Mr. Grant, you're an inventor. Yes, yes, of course. And, um, if we could s- s- perhaps put together something that could get us out of here. You know, I knew uh, an Irishman named MacGyver that was quite clever. He could, he could just throw together these various items and come up with, um, some very sophisticated stuff. Oh, I know the gentleman. We carried on a long correspondence. Of nature, cog works and gears using watch parts for yes, uh, no, I, that, that's the problem. What are we gonna do? That's gonna create enough force to bash down this door, and uh, it's made of battleship steel. Let's face it. Uh, of course, the hinges are probably somewhat weak. If we could come up with some item we could use for leverage, but I think that pretty little sword you got there would be snapped in half if we tried that. Perhaps, perhaps when they bring food. Yes. Run outdoor. Can we see? Um, is like, is there diamonds in? I don't actually know if we can even look out through this door or anything. Is it? Well, it's not a perfect fit because it's a, uh, uh, you know, they haven't carved the rock around the doorway. You know, the doorway's been brought in from yeah. outside, kind of wedged in here on some hinges that have been hammered into the rock. But I imagine there are little cracks that you could you could peer out by if you wanted to make an observation. Uh, roll. Yeah. And I believe you're fairly observant. You would only fail this on a six using a quick method. Okay. And I got a four. Well, you can get a peek out into this little antechamber. Beyond this is Tereskova's office. But uh, outside there, you can see three Selenites with Remington's milling about, clicking to each other. <laughs> Having a conversation. There's three of them out there, and uh, the, where Tereskova 
dumped the diamonds on the ground. There, are, there's are still some diamonds laying there. And the desk is present. Uh, I don't know if I see diamonds, but I don't know. Think they would fit through. Maybe I'd uh, if we could get our hands on even the slightest bit of diamond, we could maybe cut through these hinges at the door. Diamond is the hardest substance, I believe. Well, but I don't know if I can, if we can get the diamond. You know, we've got these these cloth uh, binds that we had. Uh, if we could, you know, try to th- throw them out through the uh, cracks and try to pull one in, but I don't think that's very likely. I think Charles might have had a quite a, a good suggestion. Um, he says they're going to be bringing us food at some point uh, soon, and uh, perhaps we could just run out the door at that point and uh, ambush the uh, the guards with the Remingtons. Yes, uh, we might uh, find ourselves an, with an opportunity to do that, but that one, of course, comes with risk. They could just shoot us. Now, if you we, wanted to try to reach out through the cracks, retrieve a diamond, you'd have to figure out some way to about double your reach. Yeah. Or maybe you can figure that out. Well, you. I've probably got plenty of ways to do that with all this cloth that I'm probably wearing. Um, could tear some off and then tie it, tie these strands together. You're, you're talking about trying to, like, flick a homemade lasso kind of through yeah. this little crack and grab them. Yeah. Well, I don't want to put an idea in your head, but I could think of another idea. Um, yes. I mean, I figured it'd be a, hey there, I forgot, I got an NPC around who can say things like this. Listen, little lady, why don't you reach out your, uh, your pretty little umbrella there. It's got that little hook on the hand grip. Maybe you can hold on and hook one back like he's going fishing. You ever been fishing? If we get out of this, I'm going to take you fishing. Oh no, I I I don't like the sliminess of fish, but yes, I I, I think this uh, umbrella might be long enough. And then you wouldn't and have to. Then you wouldn't have to, to to ruin your your pretty bicycle outfit there by ripping yes. it up. I mean, it's already quite uh, ruined as far as the standards of our time and our place go, but. I think I'd rather use this umbrella, and if it can fit through... Yeah, it'll fit through. It'll be a little awkward. Um, just, a, just a reach is a little awkward. Um, you'll have to make an agility test. And, of course, the Tulana guards will be making an observation test to see if they notice this. Okay, I'll need to get under a four. Or, is it four, four or under? Four or under, yeah. Okay. Oh, I got a six. Well, you, you can't really get it. You can't really grab it. Um, on the other hand, the good news is I just rolled Satan's number, 666, for three guards. And uh, they don't notice your little dancing umbrella <laughs> at their feet while they're uh, engaged in their conversation. So that's good. Uh, now, luckily, a few moments later, you see some uh, some footsteps. Uh, you see some little feet coming into the room. Uh, and milling about next to theirs, and they, one of them comes over and opens 
the door. You can hear it clicking, and then... What do you guys want to do? Opening our door? Yeah, like they're bringing in food, perhaps, as Kachuk thought they might. Um, well, I'm going to pretend like I'm still bound. Mm-hmm, okay, yeah. Put your hands behind um, your back real quick. Yeah, but I'm going to be holding that, uh, sword yeah. um, behind me so they can't see that in. You know, if it looks like there's an opportunity, I, uh, I might do something, but we'll we'll see who enters. What about you, Archibald? How are you prepping for this entrance, if at all? Uh, he's just gonna be standing next to the door with his hands behind his back. Um, so, like, so that you know, if he might, with the idea that maybe he'll be able to like run out behind anyone who comes in if, if they don't notice him. Well, walking right in through the door is a, a big one, like a drone. And carrying this uh, bowl, stone bowl full of fungus, gray fungus, not the good stuff, not the blue. Uh, he comes in and, of course, it's kind of a narrow little doorway. And there's three guards in the outer room. There's going to be no avoiding the guards, but you can certainly get out around the drone, that is for sure. As he just marches into the room and uh, sees what he expects to see, some prisoners. You run out around him, you'll find yourself in the room with the three guards. But maybe that's where you want to be. Yeah. Um. I. Well, I think I'm just going to impulsively then uh, run out into the uh, the little room with the guards. As you know, I'm always a fan of impulsive behavior. I'm an impulsive player, and I like it when players are impulsive. So I want this to work for you. And uh, obviously the drone is just confused by it as he feels you brushing past him. Uh, the guards are startled. What do you do in that instant, Henrietta? Now, when he rushes past, does the guard turn it all? Yeah, to he look? kind of turns like, well, he's confused. The second he turns around, I'm going to stab him. Oh, well, not the guard. I'm talking about the drone. He's a, you know, the, a, the yeah. big drone. Is, you're going to stab the drone? Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, you... St- Stab the drone. Go for it. Um, you want to make a... Uh, okay. and so, yeah, you want to roll all those dice. And if any of them match your fisticuffs score of three, then mm-hmm. uh, you have hit the poor drone. Yes, I got a three. All right, now and a one. The, the drone's going to save. He only saves on a one, so... Um, spinning and spinning and spinning. It's another six. So he does not save. And you uh, do two wounds to him with that umbrella sword. And that almost kills him. You know, he can only take the, the average of his strength and endurance and wounds. Which uh, for him is three. But he, he immediately backs out the door, drops the bowl of fungus on the floor, and it goes all over the place. Now, of course, the guards are alerted outside now, and they see you, Archibald. Uh, you're a little quicker than them. What do you want to do? Uh, I want to try to grab onto one's Remington and snatch it out of his hands. Okay, let's let's call that a fisticuffs roll to grab it, and then we'll talk about opposed strength once you grab it. Of course, you want to roll four dice and try to get a four or less on at least one of them. 
gotta be. Uh, I got. I rolled four dice, and I got one, two, three, four. All right. Well, that's wonderful. And yeah, you grab your hands on it. Now we're both gonna roll our strength and see who rolls the lowest. The, well, this guy's rolled a six, so unless you also roll a six, you're just gonna snatch it out of his hands. I rolled a three. Okay, you snatch it out of his hands. Your doctor, Mr. Grant, behind you. Yeehaw! And you've got it in your hands. Henrietta, what are you doing? Um, I probably will try to do the same, try to get another gun. You charge in past the fleeing drone that has goo shooting out of its neck where you stabbed it. And, uh... And I'm going to use my judo, because I've got stench of judo training. Okay, well, make that roll, see if you can grab a hold of his weapon. I'll just grab it and toss him if I can. And I got one, uh, two... Okay, you grab it, and now your strength versus his strength. And uh, he, of course, has a four. You're going to have to both succeed, roll three or less. Do we roll all the dice or just one? Just the one. one. Okay. And uh, if you roll a three or less, you got it. I got a two. All right, and now you're both armed with their guns. The one that still remains fires his gun at Archibald. Yeah, your shot, uh, his shot misses, and it hits the bookshelf behind you. Tears covers the bookshelf, and a little explosion of paper, a book binding. Uh, paper pieces flutter down to the ground. The big drone is completely run out of the room entirely now. Uh, the two whose weapons you took are milling about in shock, and, of course, that one has just missed. So what do you do, Archibald Riley? Uh, I'm going to take a shot at the... Uh at one of the at the guy with the guy who's still armed oh yes well please go ahead and make a marksmanship roll let's see marksmanship is going to be four it's going to are we doing the full yeah. roll all the dice thing okay. yeah yeah okay uh, well I got a one and a four yeah. and two sixes okay all you needed is that one or that four and you hit him he's going to save and he rolls a three not a one and so he takes the three wounds that the rifle does and that kills him, just flat out. Boom! Smashes up against the wall with goo splurting out of him all over the place. The other two attempt to flee. What do you do, Lady Henrietta Hutton? So they're all fleeing? They're trying to. Well, one is dead, and the other two are yeah. trying to flee. Well, I'm probably not going to shoot them as they flee. Mm-hmm. I did shoot the other one, but... Because uh, I... <clears throat> you know, he was a... Uh, thought maybe he was a threat, but... If these guys are going... Uh, no, I, I probably won't shoot him. Okay. What about you? Are you going to shoot him, Archibald? Uh, no, I'll let him flee. All right. I'll, I'll reserve uh, my bullets for the uh, Tereshkova. Yeah. Well, uh, Cyrus Grant runs out and he picks up that third rifle and kajuk follows him. Let's pick uh, up some of these diamonds. I care not for shiny rock, says Kachuk. You pick up quickly. Yeah, I'm gonna just scoop up a handful. If I yeah, can. get that and get that big one over there. Get that big one. That should work out just fine for our uh, either propeller governor. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. I'll let Archibald get that one. I'll get these little, like a big giant scoop of the little ones. Yeah, it's pretty heavy. You better let a man get it. I'm just trying <laughs> yeah, to get some. Is- I'm just trying to get some emails sent. Yeah. <laughs> 
Don't I'm say aware. such things around a judoka like me. I can toss you right on your head, and it oh. will hurt. Please do. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, that was rude. Uh, so, 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 what do we do now, Mister Riley? Well, I suppose we should um, proceed through this facility, find the Russian. And uh, if he puts up any resistance, kill him. But we must get back to the Ether Flyer and uh, repair it. Chuck must get you drones. Rise up. Still many, many bullies. Many, many powerful weapons. Mm. Yes, <coughs> I applaud. I applaud your um, rebelliousness. Create a new way, but first we must get to drones in nursery and farm. Which is basically the way out, anyway. It's the way you came in. All right. Lead the way, Kachunk. He rushes out, and uh, you turn right around a corner and run right into three guards who have been alerted by the other two who are uh, oh, we should have killed at the entrance to the nursery. And just as you turn the corner, there are three gunshots that ring out. And uh, only one person gets hit. And I rolled a three dice. It's Dr. Grant's dice, the one that landed on the right. Well, I keep. You know what? I'm giving him a doctorate. Because <laughs> an honorary I keep doctorate. Doc- I'm giving an honorary doctorate. Um, and and that's, that's all there is to it. But unfortunately, uh, he's been hit. He has to save. Hey, he rolls a one. He does save. I was lucky for him because that probably would have killed him. Yeah, it would have almost killed him. But, whoa, whoa! That was a near miss. Uh, you two are you. The other you guys are all missed. So, what do you do? Shoot back. Yep. Yep. And right. um, he's gonna do. Grant's gonna do that too. I do have a markmanship of four, I believe. Being a noble woman, she's probably trained in all kinds of stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, Dr. Grant hit his guy and killed him with a three-wound shot. Archibald hit as well. Okay. Wait, I, got, I forgot to let Dr. Grant's guy save, but he didn't. And Archibald's guy did not save either. They only save on a one. Success. Okay, so well, the three of them, boom, 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 and the three of them go down. Uh, Kachuk rushes into the nursery and begins waving his arms and speaking animatedly to the drones. He turns and says, Tereshkova, already leave. We've 12. Find Eater Flyer. We fight ones remaining. You go get Tereshkova. Yes, yes, yes. We we haven't much time then. We must go. Thank you for your help, kind sir. Come back, come back, and let us know he's dead. Yes, well, we, we will. We will help you. We will help you as best we may to repair your ship. Yes, well, thank you so much for your help, and uh, for your service to the to the Queen and the Commonwealth. Uh, I'm sure you'll 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 be commended uh, with a with a noble title. I will be happy if my people are safe from tyranny. Well, <laughs> you know how the British are. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
And, uh, I wouldn't recommend uh, ever coming to Earth. Um, <laughs> so you'll, you'll, you'll be free here. Perhaps it is best that our people remain separate. But you are losing time. Tereshkova could be leaving in your ether flyer even now. Oh, yes. Well, good point. Uh, thank you again. Uh, cheerio. Cheerio. And says Charles. And, uh, well, you know where the Ether Flyer is. I assume you'll get there as quickly as you can. But yes. let's have a wilderness travel test from Archibald to lead the way properly and find the, the best little shortcuts and uh, simple just, method. Simple method. I rolled a one. Yeah, well, you guys get there very quickly. There's Tereshko has not had time yet to finish. They haven't seen you yet. But you can see, remember, it was up on a cliff, so I'm imagining you guys coming in from below them, and you know where the cliff is. You can see there's signs of activity up there. You can't get, like, a good line of sight, but you can hear Tereshkova speaking their tongue. He's saying, ordering them to do something. You hear some banging, and uh, that's where you find yourselves. Uh, can I actually see Tereshkova from here? No, you have to climb up a little bit. You get a good line of sight. Attempt to stealthily climb. First of all, let's have a stealth test. And if any anyone who's climbing makes a stealth test. I think I'm going to let you climb, says Dr. Grant. I'm a big fella, as you may have noticed. Oh dear, I've rolled a six. Oh my. Um, I got it. Well, you both... I'm going to interpret this as you both managed the climb to where you got a good line of sight now up the last little slope of hill. Uh where you can see like the upper halves of all their bodies on the top of the ether flyer. But in doing so, Archibald has uh, disturbed some rock that has tumbled off and made a loud noise, and you hear Tereskova go, mm-hmm. And of course, uh, you could duck your heads down now if you want to real quick. Otherwise, he'll probably look over and see you. You see his big, long-headed, long-haired white head slowly turning in your direction. Mm, yes. Duck down, or do you want to scream and kill him? <laughs> duck down for now. Uh, well, uh, Archibald didn't get the memo. He's just going to shoot at him. All right, well. Um, and looking up, and you see him turn around, and he makes eye contact, and he says, You! And then, blam, you pull the trigger. And that is going to be a success. All right, well, you hit him now. Church Glover has to save. I mean, consult his stats that I don't cheat him out of a good scene. Well, no. He's not wearing anything, practically, except for rags. And he does not save, and he takes the three wounds. And Tereshkova staggers backwards, and he's out of your line of sight, because, you know, you're kind of just seeing the top half of them, right? And uh, two of the guards who you can see fire back instantly. Both of them miss. These guys are all fives and sixes for the Selenites today. Must be a gravity thing. Um, and, uh, Henrietta, what do you do? Uh, I just remembered something from last episode. Um, I made a comment about that fungus so it could use as, like, a grenade or something. It certainly burned your ass. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they confiscated that or not. Yeah. Well, there's fungus laying all over the place. Okay. Well, I will, uh, try to pick some up and, um... Hurl it? Yeah, throw it at the guards or whoever. Okay. You hurl a handful of fungus at a guard and make a marksmanship test. Okay. Oops. 
Got it. He does not save, and the fungus hits him and splatters on him, uh, you know, as it breaks up and crumbles with the force of the blow. And he will take a wound, and that's enough to distract him for a moment. You heard a dozen guards went with him. There's just the two that you could see. The others must be about working on the ship itself. Um, one of them, he's staggering around, confused, and his face is burning, and he's holding his hands to his, to his, his little hands to his eyes. His rifles fall into the ground in front of him. And uh, a few more, you can hear the scuttering of a few more are going to be running up for this fight on the slope. What do you do, uh, Archibald Ryan? Uh, still, you know, with the rifle, uh, you know, at his shoulder and pointing in the direction of the Selenites, uh, he's going to say, We've no quarrel with you, Selenites. Now just bring us the Russian. And maybe Kachuk is the only one who could speak and understand English. I don't know. But uh, that doesn't seem to be helping. Then I'm going to attempt to shoot one. <laughs> yes, and I think that's probably the best idea. There's actually five now that you could see. One of them who've run up into your line of sight. One of them, of course, is staggering around, holding his burning metallic eyeballs, or his huge saucer-like eyeballs from the acid burn. But uh, there's still four of them that you could see now, so I would definitely take a shot at one. Luckily, you know, uh, you can basically put these down in one shot if they don't save. So that's going to be two ones and two sixes. Right, so that's that's going to be a hit. That's not a save. They only save one and one. One of them goes down. There's three left right here that you can see. And they all three fire. Uh, two of them fire at Archibald. One of them fires at, uh, at Henrietta. But I only have one hit on Archibald. Archibald, you must save one or two. Oh, no, a three. Oh, no, you're, you're, you're hit very badly, and you take three wounds. And, of course, you uh, you probably don't have that much left. Uh, I have four, and, well, now I have one. Yes, now you have one. And when and you look over uh, Henrietta, and you can see that, oh, uh, dear. That, uh, that he's in a bad way. Luckily, when you get hit, and you're still on that slope, you can duck back down and get out of the range of their guns, you know, if you... If you duck back down, uh, which I'll assume you do. And, and Henrietta, what do you do? Well, I I guess that um, violence is the only language these primitives understand, and I'm going to uh, pop up and shoot. Okay. You pop up and fire! There were three who had just fired that last volley at you. Aim for one of them. Yes. Sounds like you got a hit. I have no save. Another one goes down. There are two remaining. But while you're up, you see Tereshkova wounded, bleeding, limping. But he is just now slotted a big diamond into the spot on the broken ether propeller governor. Oh, he's not going to be able to get away instantly. They still got to do something about the bag. He's got to get the bag reinflated. But uh, he's on his way. If you guys can't stop him, unfortunately, a very wounded Riley. Now, in the confusion, Cyrus Grant has climbed up, and he takes a shot at one of those two that you can still see. He rolls a one, and it does not save. It rolls five, so it goes down. There's only one you can see, but you know there's about six left, just probably on the other side of the ether flyer. They'll be coming soon because you can hear all their scuttling. And what do you do, Archibald Riley? 
I'm sure you've well, been in tighter spots before in darkest Africa. Well, um, certainly some rather tight spots, but my thinking is that if we don't kill Tereshkova right now, and he escapes, or at least relatively quickly, and he escapes, then we're going to die here. And uh, I would rather die quickly by violence than slowly over years on this hellish moon. So I'm going to bum-rush the Russian. Bum-Russian. Bum-Russian. Yes. Spoken, bum like spoken like a true American for an Englishman, says Grant, as Archibald Riley bum-rushes Vladimir Ilyich Tereshkova, who, from having just popped the diamond into place, turns around with... Uh, fearful eyes as you come charging him. And bum rush you. So, is this a fisticuff smash his head against the diamond thing, or is... Uh, do these, uh, have bayonets? No. That'd be uh, cool if they did. You have a knife. Um, the, no, I actually just want to shoot him. The, okay. Like, just rush up and as just, you're like, rushing up. point... <laughs> like, almost, almost, like, point blank, you know, yeah. in the gut. Yeah, you come rushing in. And go for it. One, four, two, five. There's that should a, be a success. There's a muffled explosion from where you're jammed the Remington into his bowels and pulled the trigger. Uh, it's very unlikely he could say he wrote one more than what he needed to save. He almost saved. That, of course, blows right through his remaining wounds. And you're very, very close to him. You, know, you can feel his hot death breath. It's all infused with that fungus smell and his blue teeth, his blue tongue writhes around in his mouth and his eyeballs roll up into the back of his head and he says, I put the ancient curse upon you. And by now, his uh, blood is uh, bubbling up out of his mouth and his knees go weak. He falls to the ground next to you. And the second he dies... All of the others look confused. The other six have come out from around now, but they are just milling around now, looking at each other as if they don't know what to do. I'm what do you do, Henrietta? assuming that um, he must have told him he was immortal, and now that he's clearly deceased, they are very confused, and I'm going to stand up and, and address them. Say, don't be alarmed... He was a false leader, and now you may be free to elect your own leader. We are simply going to be on our way back to where we came from, and we wish you no harm. And they can't understand me, but... They can't understand you, but, you know, you're very eloquent. You're trying to take (laughs) charge in a situation where these hive mind people, who are not ever... Evolution has not given them the gift of a lot of individual initiative. And uh, they they will tend to follow whoever is acting like a leader. Well, maybe we all go back and uh, give Chuck this good news. Give old Charles this good news. Yes, I was going to do that. Mm-hmm. I was going to suggest that perhaps you should stay behind and prepare the ship for our departure. All right, I'll do it. I'll get this bag ready. Because tell you what, uh, I'm about to have my fill of the moon. But there's one thing you got to do. You gotta take. You gotta bring back as many diamonds as you can carry. They got a mine down there. 
we're not going to come back and exploit these people later. We're going to take everything we can now. Have you got a large bag? I ain't got no large bag, but he's got to have something if they're doing mining. Maybe they got one of them big metal, those big stone bowls or something. Just see what you can do. Very well. And, well, uh... The- yeah, well, I'm just going to depart with <laughs> with that and yeah. uh, bring Henrietta with me uh, so we can carry as much back as we can. Yeah, and the custodians uh, follow... They've got the presence of mind to retrieve the Remingtons of their fallen comrades. And so that's one dubious gift mankind has left the moon here is these 30, well, 27 some odd Remingtons they've got floating around. But you go back and Kachuk hears the news from you and transmits it to the rest of the people. The uh, armed custodians all give their arms to Kachuk. And you don't know what they're talking about, but they seem very animated. Kachuk comes up to you. We have much to discuss. You have done us a great service. And he gives you... He hands something out to you. This is a token of my gratitude. He gives you this beautiful medallion, each one of you, with this highly polished silvery metal. They kind of cast this weird glow, and you hold it up to the light. And uh, it's clearly not the work of his people. You haven't seen anything like this here. But there's very intricate designs and runes carved all into it. It actually appears to be machined. We know not of the origin of these things. But we have had these since before the memory of the retainers of knowledge. We give it to you as a token of our gratitude. (coughs) Well, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. This is quite... Quite an honor. Yes, and I'm assuming taking up all the diamonds you can manage to drag back. By the time you get back, Cyrus Grant has finished the airbag, and he's already inflated it, and you can hear the sputtering chronomatic gaxium governor. Oops. (laughs) 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 You can hear the sputtering ether propeller governor, and... He says, well, you all ready to go? They should have got yourselves a hell of a load of diamonds. Is this going to fly with all this weight? I've got a, I got a feeling that, that fate's on our side. Come on in, folks, f- little lady. Come on in, old Mr. Riley. You've done me a great service. We're going to be rich forever. Now, the only question is, what do we tell the Earth about what we found up here? We oh, found nothing question. at all barren landscape void of anything of value let's let's save one piece of the universe that that Britain cannot touch what do you have to say to that Mr. Riley I suppose that's not a bad idea I was wondering if I mean certainly they might if they knew that there was all this there were all these diamonds certainly send all sorts of colonists and whatnot, which I don't think is going to be good for the Sealites, so... Um, I, yes, I, I think I agree, actually. And of course, if only one or two people knew about this endless supply of diamonds, two people would be rather nicely set up, don't you agree? Or three, excuse me a little way. Well, I have no intention of coming back here. <laughs> no, I was just thinking about maybe getting another expedition together. 
I'm already starting to miss the place, he says as he fires it up and the airbag uh, lifts you up out of this vast glowing crevice and then you're finally up on the dark side of the moon. And, uh, well, you know what? That'll just be the end of our adventures in space! 1889! Roger, then. <laughs> it's a two-parter. Yeah, two-parter. <laughs> <laughs>